I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brew Force. Greetings, fine patrons. Welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwistle. And, you know, for those of you who weren't here last time, boy, <laughs> you're going to have to get caught up, you know. Um, so, you know, ask a friend after the show what you missed, I suppose, because uh, we don't have time to go through it right now. Um, it, for, for once, we were not telling the story of the Brute Force, strangely enough. No, instead, our focus laid on Carol and Jeff and Terence, who together were known as the Good Guy Crew. Um, well, I mean, not, not uh, widely known, of course. Um, I heard tell of their stories. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's to come later, really, how, how I, I came into the mix. But, you know, the important part is um, this part of the story is a little bit different, you know. So if you did miss last time, I would suggest, again, go talk to a friend and maybe they can fill you in in the next 15 minutes or so. Um, but, uh, you know, then come back and then you won't have missed much, really. Um, but the, the short, short version is, is that these three fine folks um, were in town, you know, enjoying a, uh, uh, their book club one day. And they uh, found a fellow that was rightly sad because his mother had passed away. And when he went to stay in his family estate, he had found the place haunted. Well, you know how that'll do for you. Uh, you can't have ghosts in, a, in an estate. Uh, it drives the resale value down terribly. And, uh, you know, you have to do a lot of exorcisms and it just becomes a big old thing. And it always smells like they bring the incense around during the exorcism and to kind of sprinkle holy water with rose petals in it all over the place. And the stink never goes away of the incense, honestly. You'd almost rather have the ghost than the incense smell. Um, but you know, I digress. Uh, anyway, so they went out to, to try to uh, sort things out, figuring, you know, nothing big, just maybe some, um, some faulty pipes causing some banging around or something. But lo and behold, there's some spooky things going on in that house. You know, so these were fine thinking folks, so they decided to go talk to the local constabulary. You know, go ask the, 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 the local police on the scene to maybe take a look at this. Maybe there's something unto all going on here. And uh, maybe they could help get a little bit sorted out. So that's where they were. They were on their way there. Now, honestly, I don't know why more heroes don't do this. The brute force for their, you know, to, to, to beg their pardon on this matter. They, usually when they run into a town, they're wanted already. Um, so that's unfortunate for them. Um, but, you know, you don't hear a lot of times that the heroes go running to tell the police. Um, but not for this crew. As they arrived in the local police station, they were greeted with familiar faces, if not necessarily an overabundance of urgency. How's it going, Constable Adams? Uh, how, oh, how's... hey, Carol, how's it's it going? How's not it, how's... bad. How's Jenny? Oh, you know, she's 
She's she's she's keeping me busy. You know how she is. All right, yeah, she's she never stops. So that big uh, horseradish mansion up there. Um, I we think that maybe someone uh, is bro- broke in, and they're um, currently they may be up in the attic. We ha- we I mean we had a peek in there, but we were we were told by the owner that we could go in, and there's a a big blood circle down in the basement and. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, oh, one of those, oh, oh, and, and... Oh, you almost got me there for I, a minute, Carol. I was like, whoa, somebody broke in to the horseradish, and then you, you got a little greedy with the, the blood what? circle in the basement. That was a good I, one. That's a good one. That's a, kind of a kind of a racy joke, though, honestly. I threw this axe you. at that's... me, though, and he puts the axe down on the table. Well, that's, an, that's a pretty nice-looking axe, actually. Yeah, uh, we, we, we just wanted to file a port report and get, get someone in there to... To maybe go check it out, but maybe you know wear some some armor and. Uh, well, where's the where's the where's the fellow that owns that place? Oh, Jim, he was he's down at the bar. Uh, I mean, we could go down and talk to him. I mean, he might be the one to to file a problem report or whatever. If uh, somebody's in there, you know, he he he's the he's the owner, you know. Oh yeah, do do process. I get it. All right, all right. Yep. All right. Well, we'll, we'll send somebody down in the morning to go talk to Jimmy. All right, works for me. Sounds great. I mean, do, do you think we should go and have a have a word with Jimmy? Just let him know what's what's going on. Yeah, maybe he's got some insight into the the basement dealings. So we head back to the all right, uh, the poxy pig, the poxy pig, and we go see Jimmy. All right, we all go upstairs and knock on Jimmy's door. Oh, hey, hey, y'all. Uh, you know, I, is everything everything okay out there? Or hey, Jimbo, was it just the pipes. You got a you got a demon living in your attic, we think. So uh, we left and uh, threw this axe at me. Uh, uh, Carol found the blood circle in the basement. Uh, Jeff fixed your boiler. That thing's humming right along, and he fixed your stairs. So uh, thanks, Jeff. You know, uh, but the demon that's not for uh, me or for Carol or for Jeff uh, to do. So I mean, we'd be happy to help you find someone to take care of it. But uh, as far as the actual doings of taking care of it, we're not. Readily prepared. Oh, um, that's, that's, oh, that's a lot to take in. Um, a demon? What? So, did you, did you see the thing, or? I, I just saw a, a, a little shadowy thing, uh, up in your, your attic. Oh, gosh, man. And there was the invisible, the invisible force field that blasted us. Sure put the willies up for me, I can tell you. Yeah, no, strange, strange that there'd be an pentagram of blood or whatever in the basement i i didn't know nothing about that kind of craziness there's um yeah can i do an insight check type thing yeah that's a empathy roll empathy i've got that five Uh, two uh yeah so carol as soon as you guys mentioned like seeing stuff in the basement he he got real like kind of nervous looking uh, and, and you know you didn't. You mentioned a circle of blood, not a pentagram. So something's off. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Jimmy. Maybe, maybe it's time to fess up. You know what's going on over there. I don't. I, I mean, y'all told Jimmy? me it's a demon. I don't. I didn't. Jimmy. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know. Yeah, when you're young, you experiment with things and stuff. You know, sometimes things go wrong. You know, if something like that's happened. You, you could just tell us. We, we won't be mad. We, you're not going to get in trouble if you just. I'm come not out even and tell been the truth. there. I ain't even been there for 
for like five years. Jim, I don't know. Maybe it's her new boyfriend. You ever ask that feller? Jim, he's around town somewhere. Did you go call, talk to did him? You call he did call the Dark Lord? Did you call the Dark Lord to get your mother's boyfriend? No, I didn't do nothing. See, when your voice goes up real high like that, that's how that's how my my son Lester Lester. That's how we always knew he was lying. Yep. When his yep. voice would go up on like that. So uh, all right, listen, I can tell y'all exactly how this all went down. I come into town. I find out through ill news that my poor mother, who had just recently died, had in in her in her wonderful ways not forgotten about me and had left me this wonderful place to live. I went up there and went to go stay. Slept one night in my old room. Woke up. There's wounds in the furniture all around me. Place been chopped all to hell. There's daggers in my door. I just done skedaddled out of there. I didn't do nothing to nobody with no demon summoning, nothing like that. This place has been crazy before I got there, obviously. Carol sits on the bed right beside him and puts a hand on his shoulder and just kind of goes, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, maybe there was a falling out between me and my mama long ago because of some stuff with some dark arts. But that's not anything I've done lately. I ain't done that lately. Well, that stuff and sticks around, you know. No, it's not. It can't be that. It can't be. Jimmy, once you call on the dark one, you got to offer up some sort of offering on, or he stays long term. That was like That was like five years ago. Yeah, and so you can imagine how annoyed he is waiting that long for, for what you owe him. Oh, he was probably the one that made that sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hear the demons like hot beef sandwiches. I, I don't even know it. I don't know nothing about it. Oh, gosh, I guess I can't ever go back home. Well, you could always go tell Constable Adams that you dabbled in the dark arts and you summoned the dark one and now he's living in your attic. And then they'll call up Noun Verber and he'll save the day. He chopped my goddamn head off, too, for something no, I think I made no. five years ago. No. One time. Dabble in the dark arts one time. Everybody going to take your damn head off. There's a statue of limits. Isn't that what they call it, Carol? The statue of limits? Yeah, yeah. Statue of limits. I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'll just get back out of town at this point. There ain't nothing for me here no more. Some well, fella offered to buy the house for me. I might as well just sell it. Well, you can't sell them a demon-infested house. It's dishonest. Well, you not, can't just leave a town. Not only that, but they're, they're going to do an inspection before they buy. And, you know, they're going to find well, that demon. And you're going to have to go through the selling process all over again. That's really going to damage resale worse than a rusty yeah, boiler yeah. or a bad foundation. She's right. She's right. That's true. All right. Well, now, thanks, now, I guess. Some, something doesn't doesn't track here. You know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Demons eat sandwiches. Who is that? Is that right? You're no. I think he's right. I think he they eat the souls of 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 the living. Sometimes they get those two mixed up. I've been studying. Actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. They don't eat sandwiches. You saying there's a sandwich there though? Huh? Oh, oh, y'all. Ho, 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 y'all. No, listen to this. I'm gonna tell it to you. Oh, oh, <laughs> I can't. We done it. We figured it out, Jim. I've only seen him like this one other time, and that's when he guessed the ending of that that uh, that book there the other week before he got to the chapter. Terry's pacing back and forth, and he's real animated. You said your mom, may she rest in peace, had a boyfriend. Yes, she did. That's true. That has been verified as fact. Now, Carol said, "Did you 
do the pentagrams for the demons. And you said, no. And she said, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. And then you said, all right, I did it when I was young. And then the boyfriend found out that you love demons. On the same time, he found out your mom died. And then she left the house to you. But he wanted the house for himself because he'd been hoodwinking her the whole time. Waiting for her to die. We got a reverse gold digger situation. He's trying to teach you out of inheritance. He's the one that loves beef. Ho ho! Woo! Let's go tell the constable. You just blew it wide open. Oh man! Oh! Woo! I can't. Oh man! I need to sit down. Woo! Y'all, y'all think Stevens behind this? Hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I do. Listen, when I come into town, Steven said he was. He was here, and he'd been staying in the house for a little while, and but he looked real nervous, and he said, oh, well, okay, then I uh, guess this is your house for now, and, uh, you know, if you ever need anything, let me know, you know, and then he said, if you don't feel like sticking around, you know, let me know, I could offer you a good price for it, but then I didn't want to sell, and you might, you think Steven tried to cheat me out of my own house? Oh, we do it, we think it, I never liked him in the first place on that time he had Jeff come out. And uh, put new shingles on his roof, and he he only paid him half because he said, "Hey, you told me it was going to take three days, and then he ordered some exotic shingles that had to come in from yonder. And when they come in, it took two days to come in. It took it took, how long it take you to put them shingles on, Jeff? Day and you, a half. You're, like, you're you're right. That is three days. Three days to get those up there, and yeah, which is still, what he quoted him. Still owes me for that. You you know, still Steve, owes me. That beef eating, no good. Well, I, I'd half a mind to go up there and talk to Steven myself. If I now wasn't a coward, and I, I don't want to do the confrontation of Steven, he's a, hey, he's a mean feller. We'll, we'll all go together. At this point, he's got to be out of daggers because we counted 47. No one's got that many pockets. Oh, so. yeah, I've got them all in my purse, by the way. So whenever you want them back, you just let me know. Here you go. And he gives uh, Jimmy a handful of daggers. He's like, now you don't have to be scared. Let's go. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Let's let's go kill the some bitch. I don't oh, no, no, hold, hold, hold on there, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, Jimmy we're just gonna, let's you know, I I was fired up earlier and so part of that I know that's infectious and so you know, we're not gonna I mean we ain't gonna kill anybody. Uh oh, okay. Not unless the demons tell us to. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well <laughs> let's especially not listen to the demons. Let's not you know what, Jim? You go file the report with Constable Adams, and uh, we'll go up and make sure Steve doesn't run off so that way he can be handed over to the proper authorities. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah, I'll go do that. Now, what? where? where is he exactly? Up in the attic. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you think he's the... Oh, I, I see. <laughs> Was you daydreaming right. again when I did my whole... I had a moment there. No, I, I, I understood that, but I, I thought he was in collaboration with the demons. No, no, he and, is a demon. Remember, you think he is the demon? Remember, right, okay. Remember, right. remember two years ago when oh, that yeah. when that troop come around to do the, the summer plays and the, it was Scalby Dow and it was like, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you dang, you dang farmers. Oh, I'm so down. proud of you right now, Pat. You don't have any idea how proud I am of you. <laughs> we, got, we got us a dang, we got us a Scalby Dow up at the house. Yep, yeah, I think he's right. Or, well, let's let's get well, over there. Zoinks! Let's go get All right, you guys go charging back into Horseradish Manor. Steve, you done ruffled the wrong feathers this time. <laughs> that sounded that sounded good, right? 
Would you, uh, it, it would be helpful if you just come on down here, you know, we got you, we got you found out. I'll even make you one of those nice sandwiches you love so much. Oh, jeez, all right, Cole, hold on a second. And he cuts <laughs> the stairway, like, at the top of the stairs, slides back down, and uh, a, a real old man in a, a, a farmer hat crawls out from the ceiling. He's like, oh, all right, sorry about that, folks. I, I didn't want to scare you too bad, but, uh, you know... I had to make sure everybody's out of this house, you know. It's uh, trying to scare off that little weeder, you know. It's a tough time. Sorry about all that. I hope I didn't give you too bad a scare. Jimmy is the king of the wiener critters. We know that. But you can't go around daggering and, and axing and shadowing. Well, listen, I, I understand all, all that. I didn't even hurt nobody, though. I was, uh, made real sure nobody got hurt. I just try to scare them out of here, and then y'all well, come I, in, and I, mean, I didn't want when, to hurt y'all either. I just when you, scare you you blew us all back against the wall with that invisible force, that kind of hurt. How how exactly did you do that bit, by the, by the way? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that was when y'all was down in the cellar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, get this: that little son of a bitch, Jimmy, <laughs> when he was younger, he done pinned his mama in the corner with a summoning circle. Summon some shitty, weird pack of wolves into this place. Turn the wolves inside out. So then there were these weird, goopy, inside-out wolves in a circle. She couldn't even get out of the corner. He left her down there for two days with no food, no water. Carol starts dry-heaving a little bit. And he's like, ooh, ooh. That little son of a bitch is... I'm sorry, I can't say that about, about, about my beautiful Marjorie. He is not, he's not right, and he shouldn't be in this town. He's dangerous, he's a dangerous person. He needs to get out of here and go back to wherever he come from. He come back into town, he been whispering in his sleeps. He does, he still, he still got the, the, the scary books. He's doing all that shit still, and he's still bringing it into our town. He just needs to get out of here. Oh. Well, he's, got, he's on his way up here to Constable Adams, and well, we can all tell him we can get down to the bottom of it. But, oh, geez, sure, geez, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm well, getting so much trouble from this. Well, well, well now, you, you haven't done anything wrong exactly. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't do anything. I was up in the ceiling, and I threw axes into walls and daggers into doors. No, I didn't do nothing. I didn't. A little bit of destruction of property, but I'm sure that Jimmy will be reasonable. Trespassing, they're at least going to put well, me in the penitentiary for trespassing. You y'all don't understand it. You've never been on the dark side of the law. Like, like I can't... Now, I, I, let, I can't, me, I can't let me get tell you something. I've this. had my fair share of run-ins with the law, and it's, it's no joke. But you know, if you just come clean, you know, everything will be all, all right. You know, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's, I, I mean, yeah, okay, well, fine. I'm, no, I'm just now, now, it's not now, a big, Steve. Not a big problem. I just run. Can't let you leave on account of the fact a. Jimmy said he was going to want to come up here and kill you, so we can't let you out of our sight on account of the fact we got this kid who might be demon-possessed. It's had a whole new wrinkle to the scalby Dow situation. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. He's going to kill me eventually anyway. I'm not really worried about the fact I'm out of a home at this point because I'm I'm surely going to be dead by the end of the day. You don't think that he's going to force you out of here, do you? Do I think he's going to force me out of here? No, I think I'm gonna, I think he's going to force me into a corner with an inside-out pack of wolves. That's what I think, <laughs> Carol. He's going to feed me the inside-out wolves. <laughs> and when they eat you, Carol, they, you don't go anywhere. Because they're inside-out, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, that constable should be getting here any moment. That's a terrifying image of the wolves. Uh... So we're just going to wait till the constable shows up with Jimmy. Now, fellas, uh, quick, 
quick sidebar. Yeah? Uh, what are we, we doing here? Because this Jimmy, he sounds like a bad sort to me. And, you know, Steve seems like he's done some wrong as well. He, he's still we young, let, though. You know, we can do turn we just him let around. Officer Adams deal with both of them? Well, I mean, the law is there for a reason, yeah? That's yeah, true. I mean, they, they don't put people away for no reason, no. I suppose. You know, if, if you've got a reason that they might want to put you away, then you, know, you might want to stay away from them. I'm just going to wait over here in the kitchen. Yeah, I think you might have lost the metaphor there, but I, I understand the sentiment. Hey, Steve, can you make more of them beef boys, one of them beef sandos? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, no problem. I, I, just, uh, there's, a, there's some leftover beef. I'll, I'll just get it heated up for you, no problem. Uh, so he's over in the kitchen cooking up some beef sandwiches. Yeah, there's, there's not been any police coming. Uh, you guys could maybe go outside. Like you, if they were coming, you would see them coming up the up the the long winding drive. So can I go peek outside? Yeah, you go on outside and kind of give a peer over uh, down the road. Uh, yeah, no, there. Hmm. It's not really any motion coming up the trail. I, I think we need to go check on Jimmy again. Then maybe. Uh, I mean, we can't leave Steve here by himself. Hey, it's a Steve. Real- We'll take those beasts to go. Corn and chicken situation. Uh, yep. All right. Yeah, so you don't want the mashed potatoes in, I suppose. If we're, oh, if but no, oh, we'll that sounds come on, sound real bring nice. Bring the beefs. Bring those beefs and let's go. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, I got I got the beefs uh, right here for you. Uh, and don't you worry. If you need somewhere to stay, we got uh, we got a real nice guest house over at our, our oh, place. Oh, I think I'm going to be staying in the penitentiary for a while. Is what I think. Oh no, it won't be so so bad as that. She says, and she kind of maybe some sort of house arrest situation. It'll be fine. So we go we we go back to the police. All right, uh, as you guys kind of exit into the front, as soon as Steve comes outside, the dark uh, like the the air outside grows darker. Uh, and it almost as if it immediately turns night. Uh, and as you look around, it's a completely starless night and a moonless night, uh, but the darkness is uh, thick to the point where you can't even see the uh, like the gates around this uh, house and this property anymore. Uh, and as you kind of shine your lanterns out, the lantern doesn't really breach too deeply into this darkness. Well, everyone grab hands. You don't want to get lost. Huh. Well, isn't that something? I uh, I don't suppose this this does doesn't tie in with the demon stuff. Jeff grabs a couple of pieces of picket fence and fashions a crude crucifix. It's pretty weird. On account, weren't we just in a waxing gibbous? I thought the new moon comes after the waning gibbous. I didn't think we'd be in a new moon situation. I I I got I have to check. Oh dang! I got to brush up on my astronomies. I guess. Waxing, waning. I reach into my um, my purse and I start giving people all the daggers that I picked up. Oh, you know, just in case. That's a good idea. Hey, hey, Jeff. On a on a new moon, you still got stars, though, right? Uh, nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't see of. any here. Well, I guess we have to. Um, uh, we got a demon situation. Steve, we got us a demon situation, so here, take you a handful of daggers. Oh, sheesh. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Uh, don't have... We made some beef to appease the dark one. We would appreciate it if our souls weren't sucked out of our butts. I, I toss one of the hot beef sandwiches into the darkness. <laughs> uh, it hits the darkness and falls down. Oh, oh, well, just look at that. 
kind of a force field situation. Oh. I touch the darkness. <laughs> uh, it kind of pushes you back a little bit. Oh, oh, well, bye. It's a bit of a conundrum here, isn't it? Um, I guess we live here now. <laughs> at least there's no inside-out wolves, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to summon them at this point, but as you looked at the ground, you kind of noticed that the the earth has been kind of dug up in a shape of a five-pointed star, uh, and that is not uh, good news for you. I I quickly get down and start, like, shoveling it so it breaks up the circle. Yeah, it just keeps coming back no matter what you do. Oh, dear. Well, I guess we're going to have to kill a bunch of wolves and a jimmy. Uh, and at that, you hear the sound of uh, howling as these wolves leap uh, into existence. And they are regular-ass uh, giant black wolves that, in a split second just turn completely inside out. <laughs> Carol was about to be like, oh, thank goodness, they're just pregnant. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get back to back, kind of crouch down. Uh, uh, you know, they'll have a tail. You know, they'll kind of lean back for the pounce, and then you just kind of you gonna catch them right in the gullet. I, I grab it in the back of, like, people's shirts and, like, tug them back into the house. Uh, you cannot get into the house. Oh, uh, you no. guys are out. You guys are out on the front lawn, and the front lawn had all been dug up into this pentagram. I, you know, I, I don't. I didn't never never told you all this, but uh, I killed fifty three people back in the war. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just listen to what I tell you back to back, and just wait for them to move first, and then swing hard and true right at the throat. Uh, I I grab onto Jeff's hot beef sandwich and. Talking at one of the wolves. Uh, it hits the wolf. The wolf snaps at it in the air, but its teeth are on the outside of its mouth. Ah! And so it just like impales <laughs> on the sandwich on its teeth. Uh, and then it shakes it and shreds it apart. That's a good distraction. I'll stab it in the throat. <laughs> uh, while all this is happening, Jeff has used his knife to sharpen the crucifix that he made to a point. So it's like a, a stake. Hey Carol, you got any uh, you got any rope in that satchel of yours? You know I do. <laughs> she says it pulls out right, a length um, of rope. So at this point, we're gonna roll initiative. So how do we roll initiative in fate again? It's meant to go on notice, but I think we roll instead. Gotcha. And then add notice if you got it. So uh, just one, because my notice is one. Nothing. One. Okay. Terry fashions himself uh, some sort of like nunchuck situation with the daggers and the rope, and uh, that's what he's got going on. All right. Well, you guys have uh, four wolves that are here, uh, and Steve. Both of them will be going in that order in front of you. The wolves, then Steve, uh, then all y'all. Y'all ended up with ones, so like I guess you can kind of decide your orders of what you want to go in, so it's kind of up to you. Terry will go first because he's going to use his flashback skill and turn into a killing machine. Okay. All right. Well, we'll deal with the wolves first, then Terry, and then after Terry, or then Steve, then Terry, and after Terry's turn, then we can kind of sort it all out. All right. Uh, so the wolves are going to uh, advance on uh, whoever they can get to first. Uh, and the first wolf uh, charges at and pounces upon Steve. And so they're going to do a, a, a fight attack on Steve. And yeah, he's going to 
not have a very successful defense. Uh, so yeah, one of these wolves pounces on Steve uh, and just slams its head into his throat. Uh, but because their teeth are on the outside of their mouths, uh, it just it basically acts as a saw and cuts into his neck. And Steve goes down in a heap of gushing uh, blood. Uh, he does not look like he's going to make it through that attack. Oh dear. Ca- Carol, have you got a band-aid for Steve? <laughs> sure do. I got them them Clash Tiger branded ones. Oh, this one's a Garion. My biggest dream is to see how, how upbeat you guys can maintain uh, during your own demise. <laughs> okay, so then it's Steve's turn. Steve dies. It's Terry's turn. <laughs> well, I guess that settles the uh, house dispute. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hey, man, problem solved. You got the house on account of you just killed Steve. So we're all good because honestly, Jeff, you give a shit. No, nope. Carol. We can oh, well, now. I mean, I think the law will uh, will cite on the side of you. I mean, she left the house to you, so by all rights. Yep. So no yep. give um, a shit. As far as I know, you're allowed to kill a man who's trying to uh, pretend he's a demon. <laughs> Listen, y'all. You hear house. this booming voice that's still fine. in uh, Jimmy's like lame weird little accent <laughs> listen y'all 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 gonna have to deal with these wolves i mean i can't let y'all uh run back around the town telling everybody that i have these abilities to summon demon inside out wolves into the world can i no no i mean i think it'll All take right, care well. of itself uh inside the circle and then you know hey you know jimmy move on with our lives right well i mean i will <laughs> not none of y'all jimmy how old are you 23 by the time i was your age i killed 57 men so uh <laughs> You done fucked up, son. Yeah, how many Inside Out wolves did you kill? Terry, really? How many wolves are there here? (laughs) There's four. Okay. uh, I can use my nunchucks because there's two pointy. I I want to do a cool nunchuck move at the two closest ones and then throw an axe at a third one. Where'd you get fucking nunchucks? He roped two daggers together. Oh, dang. Okay. (laughs) Knife chucks. Yeah. Knife chucks. Knife chucks. And while I'm... While I'm knife chucking one, I want to sling, toss the axe at the other one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, give me a fight and a range then. By the way, you can't technically do this, but it's also real late, and uh, I don't care about these characters. So just in future reference, when when Ezra tries to punch a guy in the face and then shoot another guy from across the room, you can't do both of those things in one turn. Yeah, because I, I got the one thing. Ezra has the one stunt where he gets a bonus action. And, well, that's true, uh, but Terry doesn't. But anyway, I don't. I don't really care. Uh, Go for it. Terry got it in the war. He calls it uh, Warface, and it gives him a bonus action. And uh, so I rolled a uh, one, but then I guess my fight is uh, whatever it takes to succeed. <laughs> uh, wait a second. That almost implies you did not actually create a character sheet. <laughs> no, I put a two for fight and a, and a zero for ranged. So all right, so uh, you got a three for the fight attack. What was the what was what you roll on the ranged one? I'm rolling ranged right now. Zero because it's a neutral. Uh, yeah, so you managed to uh, catch the nearest wolf, uh, the one that pounced on Steve. You managed to catch it with uh, this knife chuck attack. And uh, actually, it, it takes a pretty decent chunk out of it. You rolled what? It was t- plus two. So you rolled a three. So three total. Yeah, so yeah. it takes two stress. 
uh, which it only has two stress. So uh, this like severs a, a major artery that is quite visible because it's inside out and everything. Uh, and uh, this thing goes down in a heap on top of Steve. Uh, and then you throw a dagger at uh, another one off in the distance, and it does not uh, do a dang thing to it. Then I remembered that I had th- three other wolves that I should have attacked with. So the one you threw a, a dagger at is going to charge in at you and try to uh, sawtooth your face off. What do I have to roll for? Uh, whatever you're going to do to defend against uh, getting your face sawtooth off. I want to do fight again because I want to try and uh, uh, smash his face with the axe as he's coming into me as a defense. Yeah, okay, so fight v. fight. It's not going to do any damage if you actually do it, but you could try to like basically do like a parry type thing. Okay, uh, then a three again because I rolled a one. Okay, well, it, uh, it tied that. Uh, so it manages to like pounce on you. Uh, it doesn't do any damage because it, 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 it tied, uh, but it, it does kind of knock you back a little bit. Uh, let's say uh, you have to go down to one knee, so... Your your right. your movement is hampered a little bit, but it does not actually do any damage to you. You got a dead wolf out here, Jimmy. Uh, so I have two more wolves still to act. Uh, another one has sneaked around, kind of behind, and is going to pounce at uh, what it thinks is a child, uh, which is Jeff. So you've got a wolf coming at you, pouncing at you, Jeff. Hey, how do these things see with their eyes all inside out? Man, it's magic. I don't know what to tell you. How does a <laughs> how's the inside out wolf do anything? That's true. Okay, I am going to guess I'll just straight up try and avoid him. Uh, two. No, one, sorry. Ah, two would have two would have saved you. Uh, ah. So, yeah, you take one stress uh, as this thing catches you. Uh, it doesn't get neck like uh, poor Steve, uh, but it does catch you in the upper arm. And uh, yeah, those teeth just rake across your your your, uh, your upper arm and just take a huge chunk of flesh out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jeff's taking it pretty well. Sorry, I mean, I mean, uh, ow. <laughs> he said okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> All right, one more wolf. This one, uh, you know, has Carol's name on it. Wolf coming for you, Carol. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do when the wolf comes for you? Brother. Um, oh boy. I'm going to try to, as it's jumping towards me, flatten myself out so it'll jump past me and defend with my athletics. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Athletics is the standard fight defense. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Oh boy. Oh, actually, well, hmm. two. You managed to defend Ooh. against this thing. So, yeah, it's coming at you. It goes high. You go low. Uh, you you basically you swing around and drop down to the ground. And as you do, like, your purse flings around your shoulder and, like, knocks this thing a little bit off course. Uh, and it goes kind of he- head over tail, uh, kind of rolling along the ground. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of knocked it out of the way. Awesome. All right. It is uh, either Jeff or Carol's turn, whichever one wants to go next. Carol, would you mind if I take a look at this? Thank you, thank you. So, seeing as the wolves are inside out, um, I can quite easily see where the wolf's heart is. Um, And I'm going to use my sharp crucifix to try and impale his heart. Um, I'm going to use a fake point to use my I've read about that. Okay. Stunt because I've read lots of <laughs> stuff about vampires and how they get staked in the heart and stuff like that, and it kills them. Sure, theoretically, should work um, on all creepy, weird 
So yeah, so I, like I've read about stabbing things in the heart with stakes. So sure. I will try and do that. Yeah, and honestly, uh, as far as like efficiency of 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 like self care goes, Inside Out Wolves probably less effective than regular wolves, except in the <laughs> yeah, psychological yeah. arena. But go ahead. That's uh, three. Ooh. Uh. Uh, yeah, you managed to stake this thing clean in the heart. And as soon as your uh, your sharpened fence post crucifix penetrates the wolf's heart, uh, the darkness just explodes around you and the circle is broken. There is still uh, two wolves inside out uh, in your very close vicinity. Uh, but you see uh, over in the doorway of the house, Jimmy standing there. Completely dumbfounded and shocked, uh, slam the door and uh, yeah, he's goes over and peeks through the window instead of standing in the doorway watching. J- Jeff, J- Jeff, 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 tell tell him tell that wolf to stick around. <laughs> we'll, we'll do, buddy. So these things are inside out, which means that they're kind of squishy and um, viscous and absurd. Like they've got this mucus or whatever. Yeah, you got dripped on as it jumped over you. Oh, um, a little bit just got in your mouth when you did oh, that. Oh, you've been gooed. Uh, so from my mom purse, and I can roll for this. I would like to pull out the um, the uh, in that I'm trying to remember, like think of what it would be. It's alchemical, and she was originally going to use it in the garden to kill insects. And she wants to throw this powdered shit on the wolf that's like that will absorb it through its skin and like burn it. Is it like lye? Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. Warfare. That's a powdered lye. It's not lye, but it's like a a corrosive chemical version thereof. Yeah, it's it's a weed killer. Okay. Um, well, I see. I don't know what I'm rolling. You're rolling. I guess that you're throwing something at it. You're rolling ranged, which you don't have any bonuses no. to. So it's only got one. A... Okay. Well, the, the you could use a fate point to give you a plus two. Who's about to say the woof? I was about to say the woof. Yes. I was either about to say the woof gets hit by lie, or I was about to say the woof goes around it and. Starts charging no, I'm back not, I'm you. not going to use the fate point. Yeah, you're yeah, saving it for something? Sad. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, the wolf moves around. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> away from this powdered stuff. Uh, I was part, hoping you were going to say the wolf gets hit with it. No, partly because uh, the like the angle that it kind of, when it hit the ground, it kind of had to hop back up and then like scatter around in a different direction and just like the weirdness of the way that these things move, you're not really used to yet. So you kind of try to throw it where you think it's going and it goes a different direction. Uh, on you. So yeah, it's, she actually, when she was going to throw it, she took, got a good like eye full of this thing and she started gagging again <laughs> and <laughs> threw it completely off course. There you go. All right. It's uh back up to the top. The first wolf that's dead does not do anything. Steve, uh, I mean, continues to bleed, but he's uh, uh, still dead. Uh, and so it is Terry's turn. I'm going to chop the, I have the axe, so I'm going to two-hand chop like I'm splitting wood, but the wolf's brain box. Okay. So I rolled a four. Well, I rolled two, and then my plus two is four. Uh, Yeah, you cleaved uh, right into the, you cleaved right into the, the brain case of this thing. Does it die? It's dead. 
Terry goes, sit, stay, <laughs> play dead. Good dog. <laughs> All right. As uh, you drop your witty banter on him, the other uh, wolf that's still around uh, comes and tries to take a chop on your leg. So I guess I'm doing athletics. That's a one for me. So I rolled a neutral. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. Uh, so the wolf uh, rolls a five. Well. So that's four uh, stress that you're taking. So I guess I die. Well, okay. You're taken out of the fight. Doesn't necessarily mean you die. So you take a huge chop to your leg uh, to the point where you're not going to be useful in this fight anymore. Uh, You're basically focused on trying to stop the bleeding on your own leg. If uh, the other two manage to kill the other wolf, you'll probably survive. I'm sure you guys can get a tourniquet applied and hopefully get you to a hospital sometime soon. Uh, but uh, Terry rips they... off his shirt then, and he's strangely ripped for an old man. And he, uh, <laughs> and he he's, uh, you know, ties off his leg above the uh, blood and quickly lays down and raises his leg above his heart. You know, raises his leg up to keep the blood flowing. Well, I got I got a chunk uh, out of my leg here. It's like uh, look, it looks it looks like hamburger meat. My leg. <laughs> It looks like hamburger meat. They're probably going to have to take it off at the knee. I'm going to have one leg. But for right now, I'm going to focus on not dying. So I'm not going to say much anymore. It's all right, Terry. Terry, I can can dock you up a nice little wooden leg to to go go on there. I've got some band-aids as well. Carol, I don't think a band-aid. Again, I repeat, it looks like hamburger meat. But that is also still, there is a lot of blood. I thought maybe the Inside Out Wolves would have some sort of magical property wherein their lacerations would immediately carterize. That is not the case. I'm losing a lot of blood. I really am getting kind of tired. It's probably from the blood loss. I don't think a Band-Aid will work. But thank you for your offer. So, okay, so the fun thing is, is, like, we've not had this happen in the regular game. Um, when somebody, quote, unquote, dies, when they lose all their stress, it's not really death. When you lose all of your stress boxes in combat, you're just taken out in some way, shape, or form. So you're either knocked unconscious, or you're rendered unable to fight, or you're forced to run away, or, or something happens. But the opponent gets to determine that. So you guys get to determine that with all of the people that you're taking out, too. You could be knocking them unconscious. It's kind of your choice. Um, but uh, unless you're describing something that is obviously very lethal, and then case, in which case it's obviously going to kill the thing that you take out. And in most of the situations, combat-wise, you guys have kind of led that way, except for with Giselle, who you did just knock out, or at least knock her out of the fight. Yeah. But if the opponents, no question with if, trying to kill these wolves. Yeah, and well, and if the opponents win, so like if the wolves win, yeah, you're probably all dead uh, if they knock all of you out. But if you manage to survive, okay. then you can. Like if one of you manages to survive, it's very Final Fantasy, you know. As long as one person in the party manages mm. to survive, he can heal the rest of you, you know. Unless I want to be really mean, which I, I don't. So anyway, uh, so both of the wolves, well, one has died and one has gone, so it is to Jeff. Jeff is going to try and create an advantage for Carol on the final wolf. You've all seen Crocodile Dundee, right? Mm-hmm. You know the bit where he holds out his hands and he's like, mm-hmm. and like hypnotize the dog. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. You're gonna try to hypnotize an inside-out wolf. My empathy skill. Okay. Um. So, and I've also read about that. You know, I've read about hypnotizing animals and stuff. Oh, so I've read a lot. Okay. A lot of books. You've read about hypnotizing demons specifically. <clears throat> well, like animals in general. Okay, these are not dogs, normal animals. Things. Well, yeah, but I mean, I've still read like the techniques that i'm gonna try and use on this i, I think i'm giving you a lot to let demon. you try to hypnotize it at all i, I don't think you're gonna get the bonus I'm, for trying I, to have i'm not necessarily about... trying to hypnotize it i'm trying to sort of make like, it pause just yeah like not leap at me so carol can like get in and and get it without any trouble I'm just creating an, an advantage so she can get a, an advantage on her attack. I, I 100% understand. <clears throat> it's not something you're going to have read about. Okay. Oh, those are all pluses. Uh, so that's five. All right. You have created an advantage in some way. This thing is just doesn't understand what the heck you're doing. Uh, and it thinks you're trying to cast some magic thing. And so it's, like, taking a wider berth around you at this point, trying to, like, make sure that whatever is going to come blasting out of your hands does not actually hit it. Because it's used to to fighting things that, that maybe do have those kind of abilities. So you have, you've tricked it into thinking you're some sort of wizard. Um, so uh, Carol, uh, seeing her, her, her poor buddy Terry go down and Jeff kind of making eyes at this dog... She uh, reaches into her purse and pulls out two of the daggers and, and also ties a uh, handkerchief around her nose to fend off from the smell. She flies. Okay, essentially I'm going to fly and like double stab this, this dog uh, while yelling, these stains are never going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. and I'm going to use the advantage. Okay. Uh, what does that give me again, too? Uh, yeah, plus two. No, that's okay. So, I'm at four. Okay. Uh, the wolf rolls three. Uh, so you do one stress Damn to it. it. Can I use a fate point? Uh, yeah, you can. Okay. So. Okay, you kill it. Yay! And, she, and immediately when she stabs this thing, she throws up all over it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, roll notice. One. Okay. Uh, no, two. Sorry. Okay. You still do not see the dagger as it uh, is flung from the doorway behind you, catching you between the shoulder blades. Oh, no. Uh, you take uh, two stress. Uh, I'm down. Oh, no. Uh, oh, oh, my words. My hammering days are over. Y'all... Y'all messed up those wolves kind of fierce, but, you know, I, I, I can still take care of it all. This'll be all right. It, it, it'll be fine. I, I'll bury y'all in the yard. It'll be all right. Run, Carol. Save yourself. Carol sees this happening and, like, she runs. Her, <laughs> her face shifts and she, like, does that thing that when a parent looks at you like this and you, like, shrink on the inside. And she just goes... 
I'm very disappointed in you, Jeff. <laughs> Not Jeff. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> what did I do? No. And I kind of want to like, you know what? Screw it. Um, so I will say one thing before you make a decision yeah. on this. Okay. Uh, there's something that you guys have really never entertained much in battles, and it's not always physical. You have physical stress boxes. You have mental stress boxes. You can talk people out of fighting. See, you I was trying to people think of it's not how the I best could do choice. that. Okay, so can I use my um, like my insight um, to uh, based on what he has said and what like his demeanor everything about him to pick out that one flaw that he has always hated about himself in regards to his mother and like just just twist a knife right in there so he falls apart uh yeah you can absolutely try all right can i use um i don't know if i can use this in reverse could i use my can i get you some hot cocoa in reverse uh <laughs> no because that's specifically like what's gonna make him feel better well, okay, you see, but if I can figure out what can make him feel better, I can just do the opposite. Uh, I don't know <laughs> that that's the way life works. <laughs> um, okay, so I do have a, I do have a three. So, okay, mm. so what are you rolling anyway? Uh, my empathy. So empathy can't be used as an attack. It would have oh. to be provoke or... I have rapport. Yeah, rapport's not an attack either. It's basically like, uh, it's basically like the fight version mentally is like provoke. I don't even know what that skill is. It's a skill that's basically okay. like intimidate. Um, see, in, like in that case, then I feel like I should just throw a dagger at him. Like if I can have nothing, I can. Okay. Roll. Yep. Okay, so she says, "I'm very disappointed in you." And she's going to pull the dagger out of the dog and fling it at him, mucus and all. Uh, tell me it's the dagger that's the dagger chucks. I just want, like, yes. the image of, like, chained together daggers flinging through the air. Hell yeah. Yes, it like is. So he, he'll get caught with both of them. One in his forehead and one in his sternum, if it works. Okay. Um, I have none in range, but I got three pluses. And can I spend my last pay point? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, got I don't five. know what else you can do with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Jimmy rolls a neg one. Oh! Uh, oh! So this is four. Jimmy! Uh, Jimmy only had two stress boxes, uh, a two and a one. So this is going to take him out. So please explain to me what happens when this uh, chained together dagger chuck. All right. So Carol whiffs her head towards him and says, I am very disappointed in you reaches like she starts she like crouches down hey she does uh pilates and she goes for uh those jog jog jogging where you don't actually jog you're just fast walking with her friends and she she gets down real low grabs the chain of the thing and starts like slow at first and then faster and faster running towards the door and then just like she starts spinning it in circles and then whoa, and flings it right towards him all right well uh the thing is flying in the air you get a little nervous because like you're watching the trajectory of this thing and uh you kind of flung it side armed so it's spinning like laterally 
and you're like, okay, well, it's gonna catch. Is it gonna catch? Oh, it's not gonna catch. It's like it's not gonna hit him knife first. Uh, but instead, it like gets in too close, and the ca- the chain wraps around his neck, and both of the knives like get going opposite directions around him, and then both of them like jam into the sides of his head. <gasps> she and she kind of she skids to a stop and goes, oh dear. <laughs> oh, you killed that boy. <laughs> Oh, oh, how am I going to explain this to the constable? Uh, oh, dear, you you too. And she's going to run over to him and them and start pulling rolls of bandages out of her purse and bandaging them up. Get the joke out. What do you have to idiot? I'm never going to be able to get that smell out of my nose. And, and I patch up my buddies. I'm sure you won't go to prison. Don't worry. We'll, uh... We'll put in a good word for you to, with uh, Detective Adams. Oh, don't don't Constable you worry. Adams. I got my bug out bag prepared. It's in the trunk of my car, and I or car <laughs> in the trunk of my cart, and I'll just I'll just be gone before you know it. I wasn't born, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Carol died today. <laughs> but if you two you want to come with me and uh, and uh, tr- travel the land. Uh, uh, and I'm gonna just continue trying to help out people. You're welcome to come with me. Yeah, that's fine. Let's uh, let's burn this house to the ground first. Oh yeah, that sounds nice. I probably have to to ask my wife if I if I can come along. Oh, with of you. course. Um, no, uh, uh, maybe I can, I can uh, come come for a, a few days uh, and then you know come home to. to right, the wife. right, right. Uh, I mean, I, I I there's enough frozen dinners that I put away in the fruit in the, the deep freeze for Henry that it'll be fine for a couple months at least but you, you better be fast and then we set the mansion on fire and burn down it did uh, quite quickly actually because the widow horseradish had a tendency to oil the wood you know and not with like a, a furniture polish or anything like that but actual oil crude oil she would use to rub it on the walls and such. You know, and people would ask her, why Why are you rubbing oil all over your walls? It's dead. That's very dangerous. You have a lot of lit torches in there. And a little bit of fire on any of these walls and the whole place will go up like crazy. And she, you know, rumor has it, would say, oh, you know, it's great for the wood. It looks wonderful. And the scent, how could you possibly beat it? Et cetera, et cetera. You know, she was, a, she was an eccentric woman, some might say. Um, but anyway, yeah, the house burned down uh, quite quickly, and um, that was all of the evidence. So that was all sewn up, um, and the, you know everybody was been waiting for that place to burn down for years. So nobody really thought anything of it. So I mean, it worked out pretty good, all things considered, for the good guy squad. Now, of course, this wasn't their final adventure. I mean, that only goes to a reason. You don't find a group of people with which you can fight inside out walls and then burn a house down with and just leave that, you know, to, 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 the, to the pages of history. Now, you move on with that group, you do some adventures, you know, some light um, skullduggery and swashbuckling and things of that nature, right? Um, but the, the, it took some time, honestly. They were so gung-ho right after that moment, but then, you know, they kind of settled back into their ways. But, you know, it wasn't long after that kind of a rush can you really ever go back to book club? <laughs> I think not. I never could. Um, 
That doesn't mean you shouldn't have book clubs, of course. There are us out here that write these stories that obviously people are, you know, we need people getting together to talk about the tales. And, you know, it's almost as good as being there, honestly. And being here and hearing my stories, almost as good as being there. But next time that there will be back with the brute force for where their tale is going. I dare say not even I am prepared. I've told this part of the story a few times. Usually I'm run out of town long before I get to this part. So it's very exciting for me. So I do hope I will see all of you back here next time at the Gilded Ram Grog House in Tiru. Tip your minute or bot in this, and I bid you a fond farewell. Howdy there, potatoes! It's me, your boy, Pat! Actually, it's just John, but I'm sure I had you all fooled with my incredible voice acting talents. Unfortunately, Pat's not here, so there's nobody to go off on a 20-minute tangent about putting hair on your face, or give us entertaining high school stories about Donkey Pete and Big Jimmy. Thank you for listening to the latest episode. Who would have thought that Carol would be such a cold-blooded killer? Crazy. Anyway, if you did enjoy it, uh, then consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Actually, I think I meant to call it Apple Podcasts now, so consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Here's a couple for you. Definitely not Ariel says, there's a dog in this podcast. Really, do you need any more reasons to listen? And you know what? I don't think you really do. But if you do, Debbie's Envelope says, nearly got fired. I was laughing so hard that tears were streaming down my face when my boss walked up to me and asked what was so funny. I played in the bit of the show about the Franklin McMonster face scaring the kids. My boss, being named Frank, didn't think it was funny and told me, get the F back to work. Still love the show though. Well, Deadliest Envelope, I hope you still got a job, and if you have, then perhaps you might want to spend some money on a GooglyCon ticket. There's still some available, it's happening in Columbus, Ohio, from July 19th to the 22nd. So come along to that, hang out with some geeklies, meet some podcast hosts, play some games, catch a live show, a couple of panels, all that good stuff. We're all going to be there, so I hope to see you there too. Anyway, thanks for listening again, and I'll pie you later. <laughs> and then where's my mind by the pixie? <laughs> We just stand there and watch it burn. Where is my mind? And now the good guy crew can travel the land doing good. Yeah, doing good. I do love how this one ended in blood also. Um, didn't have to, by the way. But that's just the way things worked out. Uh, we only know how to do violence. I guess so. We've learned something very important today.